conversations around wellness and weight loss can be complicated. There's the Instagram filter we all see on IG and social media, and then IRL. And between $20 smoothies and daily ice baths, everyone is doing the most to hack the health system. But there's a better way. Row. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. Over 200,000 people have already chosen Row to help them lose weight. And you can sign up from the comfort of your own home. No scheduling a doctor's appointment, commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Of course, medication must be paired with diet and exercise modifications in order to achieve any stated results. Medication cost is not included in the program. Patients must pay for medication separately. With Roe, average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to roco slash Girls. You can sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 a month after that. Medication costs are separate. That's ro.co slash Girls. Sign up today. I just came back from the salon, and for the record, I went with a sassy little bob and quiet luxury shade of blonde. Yes, that's literally what we're calling it, quiet luxury. (laughs) Aside from trips to the salon, I don't actually blow out my hair. My hair is naturally wavy, and that's why I love Way. Way's new anti-frizz cream is a lightweight cream that provides immediate frizz control that lasts for up to 72 hours. I know that I have a limited amount of time (laughs) with wet, wavy hair in which to get myself in order. And that is why I love the anti-frizz cream. It has notes of bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And it smells unbelievable. Believable. Truly, as someone who is a little bit sensitive to scents, I put this in my hair and I feel great. It also genuinely pairs well with my perfume, which I appreciate. I don't blow out my hair because after years of color processing and attempting to make it straight, I know it looks better and stays healthier when I avoid blow drying, which is why I love the anti-frizz cream. I've used products, especially with wavy hair, where it feels heavy and looks kind of wet. And that's why I love Waze Anti-Frizz Cream because it enhances the natural waves in my hair. I still look like me, just a little elevated. And P.S. I am way obsessed with Waze other bestsellers. Their leave-in conditioner, detox shampoo, my personal favorite. Frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E- O-U-A-I dot com and enter promo code Andy for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com with promo code Andy. This week's episode of Andy's Girls was recorded before Victoria Gumbelson's historic announcement that she is leaving the Real Housewives of Orange County. The OG of the OC, rest in peace. Our thoughts and prayers are with Steve Lodge and the five to seven production assistants currently trapped in her basement during this difficult time. Enjoy. (laughs) 
this week's episode. You don't need a goodie bag because I'm the best present. I come from old money. My husband's old and he gives me money. (laughs) 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 It's Andy's Girls episode 143. I need to intro you like immediately. I'm here with Madeline Davies, culture writer and editor. And I have to tell you instinctively, I'm sure we'll get to this. Instinctively, I just got so excited when you used... (laughs) It's old money forgetting that there was a second part to it. So, Jen Aiden, you and I have a lot in common. Literally, my fake ears literally perked, like yeah. on top of my head, not the actual working ones. Yeah. Literally went, oh my God, oh my God, old money, oh my God. I do love when they get into that on the Housewives, where it's just like the more established people, you know, who like to swing that around. And it's like, none of you are classy. So it's like, I don't know what, what big old money dick you're swinging totally and conversely even if you're not like a super super alum of any particular franchise when you don't swing your money dick and other people are yeah. like is there a dick to see because I don't see you swinging it like what the fuck is going on I can't get enough of it I like I can't get enough so we're just gonna dive in I feel yeah. like we should dive in but so tell me your housewives journey. When did you start watching? What franchises are you obsessed with? Tell me everything. Okay. So um, I actually owe a lot to my mom, who is um, a real housewives connoisseur. Shout out to moms, you guys. Yeah. All, all moms. Mother's Day brunches. Um, you know, drag queen yes, Mother's Day brunches. I love a drag brunch moment. Um, yeah. So my mom was like a very much an early adapter of reality television really? um, and was very uh, quick to defend it when it was more popular to say like reality television is trash. My mom referred to herself as a cultural anthropologist <gasps> and that's why she got oh my to God, watch I these shows. obsessed with your mother. Yeah. So she has been watching since the very beginning. Um, and then I would watch with her and then I just got obsessed with it also I think probably I think New York was my very first season of really getting into it and Beverly Hills and New York season one was your first season or yeah. did you start with like three and then you're like oh my god I think this is I started the fucking best. season one in like Orange County my mom had been watching but it took me a longer time to like feel it I don't know it felt like for some reason it felt like nastier or like lower somehow but now that I've watched all of it and I'm just like, oh, it's all it's all good. <laughs> I mean, we also have to stop and say that yes. you walked in the door and are sitting on the people's people's couch in attire that I am not going to let you leave until you yeah. hand over to me. It is the compliment to um, friend of the show, Tracy Morrissey's um housewife sweatshirt sweater sweatshirt and tell the tell the folks we're we're gonna have to take a photo of it tell the folks at home what you're wearing so um i you go back several episodes uh you'll learn that tracy morrissey is wearing a sweatshirt that is not just doesn't just have vicky gumbelson on it but is vicky gumbelson the spirit yeah and it's like to the arms it's you know the whole thing it's not and yours is front and back right it is oh yeah and um, so you are wearing yeah so I actually made her that I mean I ordered it for her um and then made my own which is Shannon Bedore at the same reunion um and when we stand next to each other it looks like 
uh, they're responding to each other. Do you ever go out with her wearing the wearing your themed attire? I don't know if we've ever gone out together wearing it. I will say I get like nice cat called by women when wearing it all the time. Oh and like God. it's like across like it's across all like ages and races and everything like people will be like people will yell at me from cars that they like my sweatshirt. I mean, I feel like the United Nations just needs to move to Bravo HQ because this sure. is the bond that keeps us all together. Yeah. It's just it. First off, I stand for Shan. I like yeah. die for Shan. And it's Shannon getting teary crying. I'm assuming about like domestic violence allegations. Well, so this was <laughs> like, what actual moment of so history. This was- is this shirt has taken a dark turn. I know. Sorry. Um, but no, like, no. She's like having it. It's like she's so emotional. I think that's why I don't wear it as much anymore. But it's when her and Vicky had a falling out. Right. And so and I, she was like, you're a bad friend. You're like talking yeah. shit. Yes. Don't blame it on Kelly. Exactly. Um, and so I think it was during that season. And then, of course, like later we find out that like Vicky still should have kept her mouth shut. But of who, course. who knows? And, and P.S. Shannon, obviously, her face is huge yeah. and very vulnerable and still stunning. She looks gorgeous. She's obviously crying. There are tears oh, gosh, in her yeah. eyes right below your neck. But she looks impeccable. Makeup on point. Eyeshadow on point. Diamonds there. Pearl moment. Yeah. Gorgeous white sheath. Fantastic. And this was kind of in her like weird happy period, like when like her and David yeah. thought they were gonna make it work. It always includes a little bit of a cry with yeah. Shan. From yeah. Shannon. She's a she's a delicate flower, my Shannon. So what were your thoughts about the Orange County reunion? Where do you stand? Um I find it very funny when Vicky's ego gets checked. Mm. Um, just because she obviously loses her mind mm-hmm. um, and there's like that amazing moment where she's complaining to her fiance Steve that they're making her wait and he finally goes let's go right and she like finds the camera and it's just like <laughs> no that's not an option I either um, complain or I complain more but me yeah. leaving is the worst possible moment for anybody and we all know Andy has a line with housewives and we've seen a couple wives cross it which is um, when she says, remember where you came from, right? you kind of see her her epitaph, I feel like, being written. Yeah, and I f- it's interesting because line crossing, I think Leanne did it on Dallas because yes. he obviously, in every moment in which he had to talk about either Leanne in and of herself or the situation with this whole racism arc, the disgust in yeah. his eyes. It's like, he, it's when you cross the line, it's hard to walk that back. Yeah. At least with Vicky, he still appreciates her, adores her, and yeah. knows she's insane. And he's so kind of like, like she's of, a clown. Like, right. of course she'd say something that crazy. Of, right. Um, but yeah, I think you saw it with Carol, too, when she mm-hmm. told him he was full of shit. Yep. Like, you just kind of saw just like her future on that show, no matter how much she wants to say that it, she she has a career that she wants to pursue otherwise. Yeah, she didn't leave of her own accord. Um, I think she yeah. left her body and he decided she also left the cast in, yeah. that, in that wonderful, terrific moment. Yeah. So do you think Vicky's sayonara? I mean, I, I kind of think that the show could... Has maybe this, I hate saying this. Do it. This is the place. Like this is your maybe, safe space. It's I think post Brooks. I think maybe it's time to hang up the hat. Yeah. Um, the lemon is fully squeezed at this yeah. point. It's a tart, delightful taste, but yeah. we've moved on. Well, and everybody's like too savvy. I think now that if they're new and come on the show, they know how it's played. Mm-hmm. Like Tamara, just like 
you know, every time where it's like, oh, Tamara, oh my God, Tamara stirred the pot? Tamara stirred the pot? And she's like, yeah, that's literally been her job for several seasons. Um, you know, I feel like no one, I mean, like Kelly Dodd is amazing in that she's just such a, a tornado. Yeah, she's the center orange for a reason. She yeah. is, I would say, the most important yeah. piece of that puzzle right now. And, you know, I thought Vicky 100% would be leaving. My assumption was that uh, Tamara should be yeah. demoted in some way and she's been putting some stuff on social that um curiously includes camera crews in the background so my guess is that she's definitely back I just don't yeah. know if it's as friend of or more likely that she's back full-time yeah. they're not quite ready yeah I mean ho hopefully like more of like Ryan having his life fall apart <laughs> Can we oh, you like I found that such a downer I find it a downer in the sense that I find him despicable yeah um, but then also, I don't know, I liked I liked Spencer. I liked him mm -hmm. as coming up as a little leftist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I could see them like just like clearing the decks, keeping Kelly, and then just being like, who else can we get on the show? Maybe really? bring back Megan King Edmonds now that she's... Uh... She's having a rough go of it this week. So she started her own intimacy podcast and decided during one of these initial episodes... That she was going to talk about the fact that she and Jim had threesomes and that she sort of did it to make him happy or whatever. And he was currently on a trip to Cabo with the woman that he invited the into their with. bedroom and that she was really upset that the, this woman didn't tell her because they were yeah. like friends of some measure or something and it's just such a shit show and then he responds to everything on us magazine and his rep which like why the fuck do you need a rep i guess he just has someone on speed dial every time he cheats on a wife when they're yeah, like going through sure. the process because it's happened enough times that like maybe this is his promo code of like buy four get one free or whatever yeah um so and jim has said like she shouldn't be doing this she should be focusing on the divorce nothing good comes from like saying these things which Shut the fuck up. Um, yeah. I mean, he, I like, I know people really hate her, but he's disgusting. People don't really hate her. Do really? people really hate her? I, I, I Everyone maybe... I know really hates her. No. And I feel like a weird defender what? of Megan Edmonds. Everyone I know loves her. What? Really? What's the reasoning behind hatred? Um, I mean, I, she's our private eye. That was kind of my thought where I was like, my argument has always been she made the Brooks scandal happen. She essentially you know? single-handedly brought down Brooks. Um, And she like has that vibe of, a housewife that's kind of too smart to not have a job which is not to say she's too smart but like she does sell candles yes <laughs> jimmy's candle light mine Megan um, King. <laughs> i die for you um, so wait so what do I they feel say like she gets bored and then she like does insane things because she's yeah. so bored and like probably mm -hmm. should like have a job doing like what vicky does or something i mean she did have one she was on a reality tv show that that's made true. her i'm sure a, a nice maybe not great but a perfectly fine chunk of change but wait so what do your friends say um i think uh i i know some people who feel like vicky herself is a victim of abuse which i think is probably true to an extent um and feel like megan really aggravated that for her um and then i think most people just find her really annoying okay was Vicky was like emotionally refined. I could, I could yeah. consider it. She was gaslit and then yeah. participated. And to be generous, I'll say like Stockholm syndrome style. Yeah. In the deception. Well, I know like Brianna like had said, alluded to some things where Brooks got rough. And oh my god, I forgot about that. I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, I he know, was like, physical. He and was physical. Brianna's dad, I think, was abusive. Right, um, right, 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 right. And so 
that's kind of was one of the more serious things I've heard about Meg, like in, against Megan. But um, if Megan is helping destroy Brooks, how does that turn viewer opinion against her? Wouldn't they be saying because we love Vicky so much, shout out to Megan for getting Vicky out of this situation, even if Vicky was like super upset about it? I think uh, to I don't know, just a couple people who I know who have this opinion, who again, it's not a mass group of people. Um, they feel like they she may be endangered Vicky. maybe similar to what people and again to super disagree but like what people think about like Taylor and Camille in that scene that, yeah. and what t- Taylor herself tried to say on camera which I totally disagreed with because we knew behind the scenes that Taylor was telling everybody about this really dark side of Russell and then on camera was like but we're getting in the jet and we're flying here yeah. and who has Kennedy and I'm living my best life and it's like cool but Camille is bringing up a reality that hadn't been directly addressed on camera that they were directly addressing off yeah. and people were upset at her about it and yeah. I think that I mean I fully support what Camille did I, I also thought it was strange that Taylor was trying to throw LVP under the bus in that moment yes. there are other moments in which you can do that um or in which <laughs> right, plenty Lisa herself is throwing herself under the bus but in that moment I was like go Camille for doing yeah. that but I could understand that maybe some people who are angry at Camille might carry that same energy in this dynamic well and Camille at least when she says in that moment she's like do you want me to say it and I think Taylor foolishly says yes right because not- she doesn't think that it's actually yeah, she thinks she's it's calling her bluff else. Yeah. right which um, is never a good idea. Don't call the bluff unless you're really okay with whatever comes out. Yeah. I also am very creeped out by Taylor in general. I find her um, unseemly. Did you read the... <laughs> Not because of the abuse stuff, obviously, but I just find her... Um, I think she's a conorist. Well, she Julie Klausner did like this whole... Did you read those things about no. Shayna, whatever, um, Taylor's real name? Shana something and then she like changed it to Ford or whatever to pretend she was a member of the Ford family no she's a genuine grifter she has a very interesting background and was a legit grifter and then went on the show and pretended that she had gobs of money which she and Russell didn't they were just borrowing other people's and then it all went to shit that's I I could you could just tell and there's one scene where she gets into it's a reunion episode where she gets into a fight with Brandy Mm -hmm. and she's smiling through the whole thing as Mm -hmm. she's she's like you might just want to be careful about that, you know? And she's grinning, this freak grin. Yeah. And I just um, was like, I don't think you deserved, you know, physical abuse by any means, but I think that you guys had some sort of racket going on. Yeah, it's interesting that on Beverly Hills, maybe because it just hadn't gotten to that point yet, the aspect of grifting wasn't a plot line, whereas now they're okay kind of like opening up the fourth wall and letting that be part of the story, except in some circumstances. Like again, on Beverly Hills, when are we going to see what's going on with Dorit and PK? Because he's going to be in court until forever and ever. Amen. So it's interesting that they didn't show the Taylor and Armstrong stuff now it's possible that they didn't know at that time right. or that they felt it wasn't helpful for the storyline sure but now we're several seasons on and they're Beverly Hills specifically is kind of pursuing that same strategy which is pretending that we live in the land of diamonds and rosé yeah. as uh concerning financial matters it, and much like Jen Aiden I need those receipts it does remind me of my favorite side character friend of which is Dana slash Pam who's 25,000 yeah and also like my baby speaks Thai like what <laughs> my two-year-old baby speaks Thai oh my and like God. one of the only times Kyle has ever been funny is when she starts like trying to like purposely re-up 
uh, Dana and be like, oh, my daughter actually uh, can speak the alphabet backwards. And, you know. Oh, my God. Um, but there's it's it's funny because there's this season where she really clearly wants to be on the show. Um, and then it doesn't work out. And then yeah. she comes back the next season as like a friend of Taylor's at mm. one point, And she's already hammered by the time taylor meets her and she's like ripping cigs that she keeps mm. lighting with the restaurant's candle motive god love her and she I'm was just, such a gift yeah and then she went to prison for a while yeah she did for like insurance fraud or something yeah. listen she needed a job and she got one and god bless her i love a woman entrepreneur yeah and i love just a woman who just you know again like twenty five thousand. you know just like someone's so gotta gross. pay for it it her. took a couple people's copays but she made it happen she paid for those sunglasses and maybe a house or two or something more and she also had those like ravioli style highlight like ravioli noodles style highlights where it's just like a chunk you know it's a lasagna blonde a lasagna sorry i meant to say lasagna thank not you so ravi- much ravioli doesn't no. make any sense <laughs> You know what? If it did, that would be problematic. Um, so Madeline Davies, tell me a little bit about your favorite shows. What's your favorite Housewife franchise to watch? Oof. Okay. Um, so if we want to talk about as they air now, or do we want to talk about just generally? Let's do both. What's your fa- I mean, like there are only two shows on right now. Thank God. Plus um, Vanderpump Rules as the chaser. So of the shows that have aired, I would say you know, including these two in in 2019, what was your most favorite recent Um, season? So probably, I think New York is the one that delivers the most consistently. Okay, got it. Um, It maybe is not always the best, but I think it's had the least dips yeah um in quality and they all like i don't know the fact that they're all divorced for the most part and like just kind of getting wild Mm -hmm. i think adds a lot um I really love the international ones. Like, I love Melbourne, and I love... Do you watch uh, Melbourne? Auckland. Um, wow. Which, I don't know, because I think they, like, are slightly less studied in how to be reality TV stars. Completely. And, I don't know. Australia is just a funny place. <laughs> is Melbourne still going on? I don't... Th- oh, no, sorry. No, that's okay. Um, just kicked something. No, please. Um, I don't think so. Uh, I feel like it ended maybe I don't know I don't watch the international because I feel like my plate is filled with um all things U.S. sure um yeah I don't know it's a sorry no that's okay you're good you're good you're good um yeah I they just have like these amazing taglines that are just so funny and they are all um again now god bless Australia I mean like (laughs) now more than ever um I feel now bad saying something bad no. about it. Um, <laughs> I donated. I donated money. Good for um, you. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like, there's one woman on it who's kind of the LVP of Melbourne. And her, Gina? Her name is Gina. Yeah. And she's a lawyer. Yeah, I love her. I love her face work. I love the <sighs> makeup. I love everything about it. I love the layers. Like, the actual literal layers of eyeshadow. I love it all. I think it's a maze. And there's this episode where they're trying to come up with her perfume line. What's mm-hmm. going to be called? And they want to name it something like Sensa Paura, which means like no fear in Italian. But because she's Italian. Um, But then she goes back to another reconception, like a conceptualization meeting. And uh, the guy's like, we got to go by your brand, which is Jaina. And he's like, so I think we just call it Jaina by Jaina. Because you're Jaina. And like, I'm just like, I just, I hope that I hear that as like a whisper on my deathbed. Like, I don't need to hear my grandchildren. I don't need to hear someone being like, you lived a good life. I just want to hear like, Jaina, why Jaina? 
Wait, did she end up doing that? I believe so. Because that's actually super smart. That's yeah. what it should be. Yeah, Gina by Gina. This is the problem is when they don't do, they don't like incorporate their name because that's what we, it needs to be some sort of wink to Housewives or Bravo or ideally your name. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I think the accents like probably just make me giddy a little bit. Oh my um, God. But uh, yeah, they haven't aired one in a couple of years. I mean, I think Atlanta is always strong. Mm-hmm. I think that they have also like kind of kept it up, especially, I don't know, now that Kenya's back, I'm happy, happier. Oh my God, I'm so glad she's back. And the thing with Kenya is that, again, respect your villains. She gives us so much. She's so smart. She's so funny. This whole like Tanya thinking she could come within even a mile of Kenya with the wig stuff is hilarious. It's because you know she's going to get buried and I'm okay with that. It's like the little fish saying like, oh, look at the little shark. Let me like throw something at it and like fuck with you. And the shark's like, I'm going to fucking eat you alive. I'm going to bury you. It's going to be painful and terrible and you're going to regret every second of it and I'm going to love it. Amen. And you can almost you're just like smiling as it's like okay oh you want to throw a stone let's do it I mean it's it's a really uneven battle but I'm actually kind of I'm I'm going to appreciate every moment of it yeah it's it's not going to be pretty and thank god well one thing I find irritating is when people when they're putting together their like all-star league Mm -hmm. that like what their fantasy all-star housewives would be people tend to really focus on heavy hitters they had they like want their vickies they want their remote yeah it's always alpha it's always alpha and it's just like that atlanta is a show that has like always known its balance um yeah i feel like every season when people start talking about what's your dream team i mean atlanta typically delivers yeah it really does it it though all of it kind of works together. I mean, I myself am surprised that Eva hasn't popped off in the way that, for example, Claudia Jordan did in sure. her her one season. But even the way I in which just she's think not about her feet. <laughs> That's what oh I my god, think I love. About. <laughs> um, even the way that Eva's like not necessarily succeeding and like coming out on top of the pack, which is yeah. hard because you have so many all star, all star, yeah. great greatest of all time housewives. It still works. Like yeah. it's still going to be great. It's going to be great to watch her and. Um, candy go up against each other because candy is going to bury her and and eva's really funny and smart but candy is like i think gonna win in that battle and then watching what happens with portia and like portia and kenya having this alliance which i am obsessed with i love when portia and kenya and portia and candy are happy and are like being shady sassy with each other but respect each other's game so seeing what happens there because portia has been a little shady of um kenya online and kenya has been responding to that shade with some of her own that she's masking as confusion i mean there are watching the ways that these women's relationships have really transitioned is endlessly fascinating because at the end of the day some of them are friends irl most of them i would say are not but they work so well together and they all know their job right no one's trying to like figure out you know a new position where it's just like you know candy knows that she is the you know greek chorus kmz she she has to be yeah the voice of reason who breaks everything down for people but then also maybe gets things moving when Mm -hmm. they're not Mm -hmm. um you know and portia is you know kind of the the ditzy chaotic uh, uh source of um 
I don't know, has a lot of wool pulled over her eyes. Not anymore, though. I yeah. feel like now she's new. That was that was back in the Cordell age. Yeah. Now we're in the renaissance of P. And I yeah. feel like she's really showing people that she can actually be very emotionally intelligent and vulnerable and still like funny AF at the same time. I have to. And maybe hopeful yeah. to a fault. Yeah. I have to confess something, okay. which is that I had to take a, a I broke up with Atlanta for a while. Oh, yeah. Post Phaedra. Well, that make I completely understand why yeah. you would want to because it's disgusting. I mean, what what happened during that breakup? Did you stop watching and then skip a couple seasons? Yeah, um, and so I've actually come back this season. It's kind of when I like my heart finally feels ready. Wow, wait, um, so you haven't seen the evolution of Portia? So you didn't see yeah, Portia last season? Okay, some, like so. I mean, I, yeah. I got some gaps in my knowledge. Portia which is worth me to admit. No, that's great. I think this is a healing place, and yeah. this is again a, the people's people's couch, a safe space in Thank which you. to tell us your thoughts and feels, and I. Think think that you will that's so fascinating and I think that you will respect Portia even more this season when you see the evolution and and Portia really standing up to Nini and to a lot of people and and to herself and going on this relationship journey with Dennis or whatever that was five minutes long and then ooh pops out a baby (laughs) watching her spinoff Portia having a baby or whatever the fuck it's called fantastic I do really like her sister a lot Lauren is like one of the best housewives of all time and she's a goddamn sister like it's Lauren the scene with Dennis and his mom which I don't even know what to say there and Portia Lauren and Miss oh my god Miss Diane was so fantastic to me because maybe not for Dennis, but for me (laughs) watching it, seeing that Portia really does have such a strong support system, Mm -hmm. maybe out of any housewife on any franchise where even if her like a strange fiance, whatever is a piece of shit, her mom seems so fantastic. Her sister, so smart, so loving. So the both of them, so empathetic. And you know, them saying out loud, like we thought Portia was going to break the cycle. We thought that this were, and and it's not her responsibility, it's yours. Yeah. I thought was really powerful and makes me feel good that even if she's going through this weirdness with Dennis and P.S. Sidebar, she went on Watch What Happens this week and it does not, she was being extremely evasive about where yeah. things are with Dennis and saying, I'm working on my relationship, I'm working on my relationship, and Andy would try to push her and she was like, I'm not going to go any yeah, further. Yeah, she would not uh, budge. Right, so I'm guessing that those photos of the 4 a.m. snacks that Dennis was taking with some ladies at a diner or whatever are really sinking in, and who knows what's happening there, but I'm appreciative that Lauren and Miss Diane are really at her side, and yeah. hopefully Dennis's mom will be too. Yeah, I mean, also, especially when you see kind of conversely the way Mama Joyce like manipulates Candy and um, is one of the worst. I'm sorry. One of the worst mothers. I'm like whispering this I into mean, the it's microphone. Because she's kind of this like she's this like Rose, you know, she's like this Rose Lee type character where, you know, this like gypsy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I um, went to school for musical theater performance. And for a second, I was like, Rose Gold. <laughs> no, um, yeah, it's yeah. It's, Gypsy is the girl, right? And the mom is Mama Rose. Right. Yes. Yep. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, she's kind of like this this lamprey of uh, Ooh, words. success and, you know, marine words. Um, I don't know. I just feel like she just is a very jealous person and she wants, like, candy to herself, you know, which is why she's always been so horrible to her partners. Ta- right. And- yeah. It does seem like her insecurity comes out the most when candy is in some sort of romantic relationship. Yeah. Where it's um, nice to see, like, financial or emotional. someone just, like, want the best for their daughter. Yeah, which it really feels like. I mean, like, Miss Diane, first off, is, like, a total fucking sex pot. Gorgeous, stunning yeah. woman. And 
just seems so mature and centered. And I can't imagine what the fuck they were thinking when Cordell was in the picture because he was seemingly such an awful guy. And so I wonder what they were thinking even when she was getting married or maybe they were just so hopeful that it would work yeah. out. Juxtapose this with um, all things Dennis, who's ostensibly is having this meeting to have a come to Jesus with the family of his estranged fiance, who he knew he fucked. Yeah. He fucked over these relatives by putting them in a position where they essentially had to choose. And of course they're going to choose their beloved Portia. And then to invite his mom to protect him yeah. and not say anything. And yet this meeting is supposed to be all about honesty and truth. And you don't even tell Portia until the lasagna is out of the shopping bag being ready to be like placed on the table. And then you say, P.S. My mom is coming like <laughs> he needs his mommy. He, But we need him to step the fuck up. Yeah. And even his behavior in that conversation where he's trying to place himself as some sort of victim, like I'm taking yeah. responsibility, but like, how can I call my daughter? And it's like, motherfucker, when you were fucking some other w woman while your wife was pregnant, you weren't really concerned about your child. Right. So if this is hard for you and tough for you that for a couple weeks or a month or whatever, you can't see your kid 24 seven, because in order to see your kid, you have to like go through Portia's family who are PS probably watching that child full time. Like go fuck yourself. You right. don't deserve it. Right. You like, you have to like demonstrate responsibility before you can be given that responsibility. Responsibility. Ooh, thank you for that translation. Sure. <laughs> That's really good. Do you think that I do a lot of therapy? Oh my god, I love. <laughs> do you think that this is going to work out in the sense of if if one considers working out them staying together, which is problematic in and of itself? Um, I I don't think she needs him, which is I think helpful yeah and p.s i'm i'm so happy she doesn't need him financially yeah that's kind of what i'm thinking is like i almost i hope that if they do get married there's like a lot of prenups involved for um, her because who knows yeah. who the fuck is paying for those hot dogs that still <laughs> hasn't been explained like how does he have all this money to buy his child like ever evolving diamond studs like where yeah. is that coming from I think he owns like a tax center or something too. He has like a ramp. I know we were like pretending he's a businessman, but sure. like, I just want to know more about that business. Well, I mean, I think that this to bring me back to Phaedra. So my real issue with Phaedra is that I adore her and I feel very betrayed by her. So that is the real, my eyes just literally well, popped out I of my head. Like, the second you said adore. I feel like I, I felt like I was candy in that moment where I was just like, you did that. You did this. Yeah. Um. And it really. I don't know. I consider myself self such a savvy reality TV viewer that mm -hmm. when someone like manages to pull the wool even over my eyes. Yeah. The um, rapey wool, by the way. Let us not forget this was just like yeah. a random. She was on camera trying to say that her former friend was planning a sexual assault. Yeah. No, like, it's disgusting. Right. This is so not I'm a normal. But scenario in her first several seasons I just found her to be so delightful I yeah. loved her and Candy together um and yeah. she was a good example of someone who could like have kids with someone like really hot but really <laughs> dirt baggy yeah um and it didn't really matter in that it's like she'll be fine without him right you know like she'll be, arguably is better without him yeah um but it's like her kids are like magical are stunning you know yeah and pj is so cute the cutest fucking little baby and i just want the best for portia i mean so that's that's the only bit of phaedra i would like her to continue into the future it's like you don't need him it's fine right we, she doesn't need dennis the way we all don't need phaedra <laughs> 
<laughs> so sorry. Oh, true. I know. Um, but, I know. But I feel like I this miss, is. I miss, I miss Prince Aiden. I hear it. Who doesn't? <laughs> Mr. President. Uh, 2020's coming. Um, so listen, I have to talk about something because um, friend of the show, Pet Shop Boy, texted me yesterday while I was eating my favorite beloved fruit, pomegranate, and he sent me an image and I started choking on it because I was so shocked. I sent it immediately to OG of the AG, Damien Bellino, and was like, oh my God. And then I thought for the last 24 hours, I cannot wait to record Andy's Girls. This is so fucking crazy. So streets are talking and I have some real gossip for you. Okay, get ready. So first off, do you remember this whole thing that happened on Wendy Williams where Wendy, so Nini texted Wendy at some point during the show and was like I'm quitting and maybe she meant literally maybe she meant figuratively that she was quitting Atlanta Wendy because this is Wendy Williams comes back from a commercial break and she's like guys guess what let me tell the entire nation Nene's leaving and she just texted me and P.S. I know a secret that is so crazy that you guys are going to find out and you're going to feel so bad for her and it has nothing related to health have you heard about this yeah I actually was on Pet Shop Boys podcast a couple of weeks ago and uh, he was talking we were talking about Wendy Williams but not the not the not whatever breaking news you have okay so this is the reveal okay so this is an image he sent me that was somebody's tweet and then a screenshot this R-H-O-A-T is scalding someone left a comment on Tamara Tattle's article about Wendy's comments they say that Greg got a woman pregnant when he was diagnosed with cancer Nini was gonna leave him but stayed it's no wonder she was so angry hashtag bravo tv and this is the screenshot of the comment I know I'm literally screaming Here's a screenshot of the comment on that article. Here it is. I hope I'm not breaking any rules. Never worry about that. (laughs) Keep them coming. But I have a few family members who work in reality TV in Atlanta. One who used to work for this show and another who does Kenya's makeup. And all of their tea has always been accurate. Mama Joyce's streets are saying Greg had someone pregnant around the time he was diagnosed with cancer. Nini planned to leave then, but couldn't because of the diagnosis. Allegedly, he never stopped seeing the chick and Nini found out. So first off, I was like, what the fuck is Wendy talking about? And I was thinking it had something to do with like Brent or one of the kids or her oldest kid. And like he's going through my baby mama drama with I think he has two kids now or somebody's pregnant or whatever. Wasn't like paying the bills or something. I thought it had something to do with that. And then I was like, what is it? What is it? What is it? Because it's not health. And I couldn't figure it out. If this is true and my gut, my wonderfully diseased inside Tom is truly telling me that like this <laughs> makes a lot of colonoscopy in a couple weeks super thrilled is, is really telling me that like this could 100% explain so much including yeah. why Nini was so angry because she kept saying that he wasn't a good patient and whatever and yeah. I understand caregiver um oh my god what's the what's the word for it I want to say caregiver oh caregiver burnout yeah which is when you know obviously it's exactly what it sounds like which is someone caring for another family member and you get burned out and you sometimes behave in ways that might not make sense to the all uh, outside world but you're dealing with so much stress and lo- lo- lack of sleep and whatever else that you sometimes can do things that you wouldn't ordinarily so I thought it was a combination of that but something didn't make sense to me because she just seemed so, so angry at him and I couldn't figure it out. And frankly, I'm sorry, this makes a lot of sense. Maybe there's a baby, maybe there's not, but if he was fucking somebody else and then he kept doing it and he has been really self-sabotaging to her since she became like Lenithia or rather went from Lenithia to Nini, like there's some real possibility here that this could be 100% real. 
Sure. I mean, I believe anything that I read that's not from Bravo for the most part. I don't believe anything they tell me, but I believe like any comment, any like a fan fan theory. I'm like, yes, I believe you. You don't believe anything that they tell you in the sense of like when they put out a release about something being like yeah. the best season just, of all I've time. Been, kind of stuff? Uh, I've been lied to before. Um, Do you want to expand on that? Well, or so just like I, generally? I, I mean, I worked for uh, at Jezebel for years. Yes, you did. Um, and your pieces were fucking amazing. I was so like much. going through your catalog on this <laughs> week. And I was like, I remember that. That was so good. Um, but uh, so I like had to like reach out to Bravo a couple of times to confirm rumors about things. Mm-hmm. And like oftentimes people will be like, you know, on background. Mm hmm. That's not true. And then, of course, it is true. Do you remember which one of those stories? Um, Danielle returning to, uh, New, Ugh, to New Jersey. What a fucking nightmare. Maybe they were just hopeful it wouldn't happen. Maybe it was I like some poor publicist was like, please don't make it yeah. happen. And I could see like them not knowing. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, like, I just think, you know, it's in, to their benefit to keep up the artifice where yeah. it's like what I love is like the kind of the machinations yeah. and, you know what's going on behind the scenes and um, that type of thing. And so I find it really interesting when they're so resistant to share that stuff because there's this huge fan base that like will just gobble it up. Yeah. Um, and so that's more kind of what I mean where it's like a, I, I would read, I would believe a comment quicker than I would believe. Just like Right. There's no vested interest from these people posting regardless of whether or not it's true because they don't have to worry about the mothership calling them into, you know, some exec's office to be reamed yeah. out. I heard some kind of a really fun production goss, which I cannot, I don't know if it's true. It's, it's great. Yeah. Already I, in, already, again, already the, believe. the best type of information to share. But I was talking to someone whose friend owns a restaurant on the Upper East Side that the housewives apparently shoot in a lot. And can you tell me the name of the restaurant? I don't know. Okay. So this is why like, I, I feel comfortable sharing cause I, okay, I'll be there tomorrow. Shrouded in a certain amount of ignorance. Okay, great. Um, so, but apparently the restaurants pay Bravo to have the housewives come there. Um, and then they pay extra for them to fight because that what? increases the likelihood that it's not going to get cut. Oh, no, I don't love that. Yeah. I mean, I would think... I don't know that I love the paying them at all. I would just think that that essentially the show doesn't have to pay, you know, because yeah. it's like you're getting so much advertising. So I could sure. see them being like, hey, we're going to shoot at, I don't know, not the Regency, but we're going to shoot yeah. like somewhere bougie on the Upper E. Um, can we have the space for three hours? We're not going to pay you, but you're not going to give a shit because you'll get some like terrific. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, so again, this is unconfirmed. But also just, oh, she no. was very much just like, yeah, you pay. she's like, that's why it's always at weird places like Sushi Rocks or whatever, where, um, you know, they get into these arguments. But I mean, I think the arguments still have some authenticity, but it's more just like, all right, you guys are going to meet to discuss your issues at whoever paid XYZ. Oh, um, no. You know, and if you get, but, get a little more explosive. Then, but then they go to like Sarah Baths and have like pancakes or whatever. Yeah. So then how does that? So, but that's just like a chill conversation. Yeah. I mean, I wonder with like a place that's like that, if they actually just, you know, Dorinda was just like, I just want pumpkin pancakes. Right. <laughs> and it's just not going to really work out for her. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That blew my mind a little bit. Oh, I'm yeah. hopeful that that's not true. I'm fine with the restaurant paying. I'm just hopeful that they're not paying extra for drama. 
lot because that would make me sad. Yeah. But also I'm like, I get it. <laughs> it's but like, yeah, but also this I get world, it. you know, this world we live in, everything's a simulation. Everything's for sale. Well, I'm wondering, you know, I had a lot of strong feels about Nini kind of checking out this season. Yeah. I mean, she's like literally not on TV. So whether that means it's some sort of punishment for the closet stuff, which I don't totally buy, or this was the contract that was negotiated for X amount of episodes that she was getting paid X and Y, or that it was her exit out the door or whatever. But if this Greg stuff is real, I mean, my immediate instinct was like, must see it, must see the fallout, yeah. need a like one-on-one lose out of rehab style, dramatic confessional moment with Andy. That's like more serious than when Joe got shipped to Italy and they did like their fun little chat. Like I need a real convert. Like I need like a real serious emotional thing where we like force Nini to feel her feels. And we just, cause that makes so much more sense. I feel so much more empathy for her. And I don't know how that affects her behavior so far this season and this weirdness with trying to show everyone that Cynthia is a bad person and it not working out and her potentially lying about this whole audio um, technology that doesn't exist where you're not recording and yet someone is seeing something and yet it's not on a phone yeah. call as it's happening. It's not just like putting someone on speaker or I whatever. I sort of love any type of move though. That's like someone said something about you. I'm not a snitch, so I can't tell you what it is, but it's this person, but someone said something <laughs> and it's someone, you know, and they <laughs> have evidence and I'm going to tell you what that evidence is. And then I'm going to change my mind halfway through and yeah. say it's something else. And you're going to believe me. Okay. But and I'm we're going to work snitch. this out. I'm not a snitch. I'm a snitch. I'm not a bad person. I'm the victim, but we need to talk about our friendship because I want to really rebuild on it. And let's forget that my apology letter and Mazel letter was sent to the blogs. And let's forget that those blogs yeah. confirmed that I was the one that leaked it or that my people did it obviously through me. Let's just really focus on our friendship and the potential for that. I think that's great. Yeah. I mean, like there's an element of it where I'm like, what you're not worth a single dollar, but also, I, I mean, know. I fell into like a lovely lull just hearing you say that where I'm like, okay, right? I agree. Yeah. I mean, this will, again, I don't think this is going to come out on the season at all, but it's something that needs to be addressed. I wonder sure. her next up when she's going to be on watch what happens or whatever next. I yeah. mean, it's fascinating. Yeah. Damn. Right. Isn't that crazy? Truly. Honestly, I was choking. I said, I texted Pat and I was like, I almost died. Like I literally <laughs> couldn't. Bl- and I was reading it and then I'm like, what? Yeah. Like it's just so, <laughs> right? Because it's like so, but it was a satchel of gold sent from the gods. And it was just so yeah, fascinating to me. I um, Fascinating. Okay. Just anytime one of those like bombs get dropped, I'm just screaming. I don't know. I love, I love it. Um, Speaking of love. I really need us to transition to Jersey. Okay. Yes. Which had such a tremendous episode. Yeah. And I got to tell you, I know we're going to talk about how fucking crass Jen Aiden is and whatever else. I loved every second of it. Same. As we started today's episode talking about how important it is to talk about money, who has it, who doesn't, and how we can count it. I fucking loved every second. And I have to say, obviously, it's it's to use one of Brandy's favorite words, possibly trashy, but it's crass. It's wonderful. And you better believe that when I have a conversation with somebody and I hear a sniff of old money, as I did during that tagline, yeah. I get physically and emotionally charged. Also, it's like, I don't know. I find it's you're on this show because of that. You're on yeah. this show because you're rich. So then don't be like, how dare she? How dare she look at my wealth? 
right from like a you know a realistic standpoint how dare she like covet my things right it's just like that is what you're doing like what is wrong with you completely agree and I also feel like there are two parts of this one is like her asking a lot of questions because she's genuinely curious and doesn't have boundaries that I co-sign and fully support I would be that person that's like okay so where do you have your house okay where okay I'm gonna google with my fake husband oh my god yeah how much it costs but I'm gonna ask you in real time like tell me about how you rent yeah I'm gonna pretend that I have enough um financial security to make those decisions so like tell me about the bedrooms tell me about the location I look up like street easy prices on things all the time Um, I I would if I knew how like you're gonna show me how to do that sorry it's too easy okay so, uh, <laughs> I don't know my I streets open are that door very easy um there are so many ways to like find out stupid shit and I yeah. love to like ask people and like you know somebody made a joke online I forget who it was but they tweeted like the holidays are always really interesting on Instagram because you can see who's who has family money when they're doing oh, like sure. these dumb photos of the tree but I don't give a shit about the tree I want to see like how the living room is appointed yeah and I find that great and I was literally grinning my fucking ass off um, grinning my ass off. That's a funny sure. phrase. Um, ear to ear, cheek to cheek, just really, really thought it was great. Then I saw that some people were saying online, is it anti-Semitic in some of the things that Jen was saying specific to like, you're cheap, you're thrifty, stingy, you're stingy, said, yeah. which I'm a Jew, but I'm not every Jew. So I can only speak to my, of you know, to my own sensibility. I didn't, I yeah. didn't get like a Hebrew trigger from it. I just thought, I mean, I, I really didn't. And then I saw those comments. I'm like, let me rewatch this, yeah. which I would have done anyway, but let me rewatch this knowing that. And I didn't feel it again, which again, doesn't mean that it, that isn't, uh, you know, something that was done or that I should feel. Yeah. I just personally, that didn't, I just felt like it was just Jen talking about I think the that money. She's like, not that you can be too dumb to be bigoted, but I don't think she's savvy enough to like put Jen is savvy enough to make like these like cultural sensitivities. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I have hope for Jen that she can probably be that prejudice. I just don't think that <laughs> I mean, we do live in America after all. I oh, just I'm don't... sure she has it. I just feel like right. it wouldn't be um, yeah. understated. Right. I just think when she sees she only sees like we live in the land of red, white and blue and Jen Aiden only sees green. Yeah. And I love that about her. And I love the fact that she is completely fucking wrong when it comes to you are a bad, selfish person for saving money, money. You know, when I die, I can't take that money with me. So I want to live a good life. And what Jackie is saying is, yeah, I'm going to die one day. I don't need to bring all of this money with me. It can actually help support future generations of yeah. my family. And P.S. If my kids want cheese pizza and you want foie gras, have your own fucking bring it B.Y.O.F. G (laughs) (laughs) like you don't this is not the way that I live my life and frankly as Buffy friend of unmarried to medicine says wealth whispers (laughs) and Jen Aiden is fucking yelling yeah I guess I love the yeller though and I also old yeller I love old yeller and I also love um yeah I was gonna say and she's about to get like put down you know like old yeller too a little bit um I thought the pizza conversation was so funny and not like she's like obviously in the wrong, but I, but she believes it and I loved it. And I loved the idea of someone so entitled that they would go to someone's party and then later tell them (laughs) that they were cheap for what they were serving. So entitled and yet so disinterested and ignorant about how much money she actually has and having individual 
power and freedom to use those vast resources. Like Jen Aiden's like, my house is the biggest, but I don't have a country house. And P.S. First off, if your house is the biggest, but it's directly next to the highway and it's like completely has a resale value of $5 because the amount of people who would have an interest in having a 30,000 square foot home in God forbid, wherever Hills, New Jersey (laughs) is a small, small circle. But pretending that that square footage matters to literally anyone but her family Christmas parties. It's fascinating to me that she really thinks that money is the basis for expression and power. And yet she doesn't necessarily have any interest in making or maintaining her own. And like being like, you know making money into more money or whatever and that she has found herself in a role with her husband where she almost feels it's not like subservient like it's an intellectual handicap that she's creating where she feels like she shouldn't learn that her role is specific to not knowing but to being like the weird funny caricature of it all where she's going to go to China to get her furniture and spend a hundred thousand dollars and like have an almost completely barren McMansion and not understand (laughs) what it takes to fill it or anything else and not have any like design acuity or anything but still maintain in her head that she is number one I mean the fissures in that it's just astounding it's so fantastic Jen Eden her first season I was like go fuck yourself I have such love for her right now that even when I vehemently disagree with what she's saying, she's so entertaining and her flaws are flawless to me. I um, am from the Midwest. And so I think like her ostentation and also just like um, sort of blunt confusion about. Yes, I love it. Is like, again, it's kind of, it's, Like what other people must feel like when shoplifting, I feel when like watching a person behave that Mm. way because it's just so outside of like my programming. Again, to like ever complain about like a party, someone else's party, Mm -hmm. you know, like to ever call attention to, you know, just like we have so much like weird like stuffy midwestern etiquette yeah that it's just like when she just kind of tramples through a conversation, it's like it's you know the scene in Jurassic Park where they like see dinosaurs for the first time yes that's like how I feel wow you know this the song comes in yeah I'm Sam Neill you know looking up oh my god um, at at beautiful Jennifer we are Laura Derning our way through New Jersey I cannot believe it but like I'm so I'm so enjoying Jersey and this week especially like and there were some real moments like Margaret I didn't this didn't even occur to me But like Margaret bringing up the lack of food and her eating those like snap pea snacks Mm -hmm. and saying and Jen being like she should have had pasta salad and Margaret trying to make light of it and being like, well, she doesn't eat food. So she's not it's not about a money thing. It's about like an eating disorder. Yeah. Yeah. And then Jackie's reaction to all of that, which was so real. And she was like, you have no idea. And I've seen those, we've seen those wedding photos of her where she is emaciated on her wedding day and her really saying like, you cannot make light of this in any way. It is an illness that I live with every single day. And the, where I am now eating those snappies is like night and day from where I once was. And that is something that is upsetting. You can't do it. And Margaret immediately being like, totally okay. Meanwhile, Teresa is saying she understands what loyalty is because she's 
invented it. And part of being loyal and a good friend is hurting them by being brutally honest. Yeah. Because I shouldn't have to have a filter. If I am a good friend of someone, I should be able to hurt their feelings no matter what and not have to apologize. And P.S. None of these rules apply to me. Yeah. I mean, she's just fascinating. A a, a brute of a person, I think. Yeah. I think she's like a little bit of like a, a, a. caged zoo animal that is let out on occasion and when she is it's like this thing does not know how to behave empathize sit not devour it's young kind of stuff yeah well I think um Gorga put it very well when she was saying like uh what didn't she say something about how she's like you have never seen you're ignorant she's like well what'd she say she was talking about I think uh Margaret's relationship with Teresa and she was like you have met post-prison Teresa. Oh, yeah, Which is yeah. not the real Teresa. Right. The real Teresa goes from zero to 100. Right. So quickly. And she's like, this is just your first taste. Right. Which is um, a really good point. Yeah. And I mean, so like talk about a show that has figured out its balance. It took yeah. so many seasons for it to get back on track, I feel. Yeah, it did. And like this And those season, were bad seasons. Yeah, like really bad. Like when New York takes a dip, it's a dip, but it's still a good dip. Yeah. And it's a, a rewatch. Those lost seasons of New Jersey should never be refound. Like yeah. for real. Yeah, I pretend like they don't really exist. They, as one should. And then this season has just been so good. And you're right? just like, look at you. Comeback kid. And Andy tweeted this morning that he had just wrapped the um, the reunion and that it was crazy and exhausting and whatever else and that they are, you know, in top form. I mean, yeah. I wonder if Danielle will be there, I guess, because of her fake retirement, which they did because they were afraid she was going to, like, murder various cameramen, which happened on Watch What Happens, which I refuse to see and will never watch a clip of ever for the rest of my life. Amen again. Um, I wonder if she'll be there or yeah. not. I mean, it's slightly insane that she wouldn't be because I feel like she needs to be held to account in a way that Andy hasn't. Yeah. Um, from what I've heard of her appearance on Watch What Happens, um, it seemed like he treated it more seriously when Margaret was a guest on the show and much less when Danielle was, from what I've heard. Um, but it'll be it'll be fascinating. I mean, it's shitty that she gets to kind of choose her exit and can yeah. pretend that her behavior was in any way appropriate or valid or entertaining. But I, I mean, just her overall history of being able to like, I don't know. It's so it's so sociopathic, you know, yeah, the way she, she is. She's a true sociopath. Rewrites right. everything. Um, and I don't know. It's it's annoying watching her get to do it again where you're just like, we know. We all know. How come she gets to do this when we all know? I can't. And Teresa's like sprint to I'm not taking sides. It's all about my opinion. Again, my opinion is the only one that matters. Right. How dare you say that I am taking her side as I show you exactly how I am taking her side by continuing to take her side. I'm throwing water at Jennifer. <laughs> Which was so stupid. But it was so fascinating to me because it's like she really doesn't give a shit about anyone. But even when she's defending her defense of Danielle, it feels like she's reading a script. It doesn't feel like her art. It feels artificial in a way that I I mean, I guess Teresa in and of herself is artificial on the show. Right. Because I don't know. She's been on for so long. She doesn't really want to. Strategic. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. I recently rewatched the posh fashion show uh, showdown where um, with Ashley in the hair. Yeah. Okay. Um, and just seeing Teresa and Danielle's relationship then it makes it makes it even clearer that this is just like a 
partnership of uh, convenient convenience at this yeah. point, where it's just like you don't really come back from the way that they talk to each other. Like I don't believe that you now like each other. It's just so I totally agree, and it's just so interesting to me that Teresa keeps saying I'm not picking sides but you have to be loyal to me. And after my mom died and I got a daily text that made everything okay, knowing that their history, including that epic moment that you just described. Um, But at the same time, what am I trying to say? At the same time, she's making a choice, obviously, by sticking with Danielle over Margaret. And she has a complete lack of empathy that she can't even find it upon herself to say, like, I'm sorry that happened to you. Yeah. I mean, Teresa is so childish. Yeah. Um, that I think that's why she garners sympathy from people is because mm-hmm. she just, like, doesn't process things the way an adult should process things. Um, but it's yeah. also just like, but you're not a child and grow up. Yeah, it's like we always make a joke out of the fact of like she's Italian and the translation is different in her head. But it's really like a lack of empathy and sympathy that gets lost in the wheels inside. You know, like that's really where the problem is. It's not her understanding basic words. It's like her not understanding basic humanity. Yeah, or like just... I mean, empathy is the word for it, where right? just like recognizing that other people have emotions that also deserve respect and uh, understanding. I was working my way through a um, tough exit from a former gentleman person who we had this like weird fucked up friendship thing we were trying out even though <laughs> it's like I've seen him when Harry met Sally 70 times and it was like he knew I still had feelings for him. He allegedly had whatever and he was like let's play this out and at one point right before he allegedly had whatever I mean like for real it was a fucking mess but um at one point he said this is before I start oh no this is like after I started therapy when I would tell my therapist things and she was like cool 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 um let's have an extra appointment um but (laughs) (laughs) are you available Thursday um but there was a point where he said I don't have empathy for people. And he just said it casually. And because I was in the middle of it with him, yeah. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, <laughs> I didn't process. And then I became an example of him not having empathy. Yeah. And I said that to my therapist along with some other stuff one day. And she looked at me dead on. And I was like, yeah, but I think I'm going to call him. And she was like, no. And then she threw her hand over her mouth. She's like, I know I'm not supposed to say that, but like, absolutely don't. And then she said, Sarah, the description of what he is saying is like genuine. She's like, I'm not going to diagnose him I haven't seen him but this is a psychopath she's like right. the one of the like trademark hallmark whatever traits of a psychopath is that they don't have empathy and I was like oh this is just like a thing he's working through and she's like no 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 <laughs> this, this is very very bad and not to say that Tree or right. Tree you know that she's um has psychotic traits but it yeah. is not a great sign that she seems completely incapable of understanding other people's pain yeah I think that's what I mean when I say that she's like a child is like she doesn't it's you know it's like the thing you like close your eyes and you're like all right the world is gone and then you open them and they're like oh now the world just turned back on you know like it's very <laughs> like that you know where it's uh, yeah that's so good um you know like things exist outside of you like yeah. in a way um and Joe Gorka I think can have em- empathetic moments so can uh, definitely Melissa can yeah well I mean like just be, like being stupid doesn't uh stop you from having empathy right you know? Ex- yeah I don't think Melissa's stupid I think Joe is very stupid but 
Well, you know. yeah, probably. Um, but like <laughs> with Trey, it's like unrelated to that. Yeah. The empathy factor is just really non-existent. And then there's that moment at the table. Did you think Melissa was really that upset about the silverware? It's no, a question. I, d- I mean, I actually, to the point where I was very confused, confused as to what was going on. Yeah. Um, also, when Melissa kept saying, like, walk away, walk away, like telling Jen to, like, back down. Yeah. I was like, or what? For real. That's what I kept waiting, like, or what? You yeah. know, like, I don't think you're going to do anything either. I think you're saying walk away so that you don't have to do anything. Absolutely. I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. I watched the after show a couple times, as I do, and someone was saying something. I mean, maybe it was Dolores or maybe it was Jen Eden that was like she was doing that because she was like pumping it up for the cameras. Sure. That she was just going extra for the sake of being extra, which which is possible. But also flip side is those She's like on display, on display, on display <laughs> each and every day, each and every day, every day, every day. The um, Veruca impersonations of Jen Aiden with like daddy I'm like, <laughs> I laugh my fucking ass off it's the funniest thing that that Melissa Gorga has ever said which yeah. I know maybe isn't the highest bar but it was like so genuinely entertaining that I was so proud of her yeah I, and she did it more than once I fucking loved it I thought it was terrific I find her um very charming despite myself right you know like I see her as being someone who's like probably not the most genuine person you know like I don't know if she's as like nice and level-headed obviously as she seems oh like IRL yeah but um I like on the show I always just like appreciate her presence have you heard anything about what she's like no I just uh can't imagine like being married into that family and being mm-hmm. normal <laughs> um plus she like wrote that book a while ago that like essentially oh, yeah. like, was very about like happy marriages and it was full of very disturbing Toxic. uh advice yeah, I haven't read it, but I feel like I don't remember who. Maybe it was Tracy Morrissey yeah. that did that told me about it, and I was like, "Oh shit!" Like I didn't realize how fucking crazy it gets. Yeah, it like kind of endorses marital rape. <laughs> yeah, not um, great. No, not, not ideal. Great. Um, but uh, I mean, but that also like felt very much just like what her role in the show was then of like, you know, I'm a good wife. Yeah. Um, you know, we're trying to prove like that it's not her fault that Joe has this falling out with yeah. his family. Um Yeah, aside from this like random, weird, aggressive thing that we're gonna see play out, I mean these episodes, last several episodes this season has been so top notch. I'm just yeah. so I really honestly never thought it would be possible. I'm so appreciative to them. I hope that Bravo sees that with Danielle, hopefully out or whatever, um, having left the show and hopefully uh the world and globe that um they really don't need her that she's like almost she will be quickly become an impediment and there's yeah. enough there are enough battles friction sure. real friendships that it, it just continues to look more and more manufactured between her and tree and like compare that to the love felt with like margaret and melissa and jackie and like the fun of like jen aiden just with herself frankly in her checking <laughs> account um and you know dolores is there trying to do whatever she's doing to love her sure. and whatever and i just think you know, like this is a really solid cast right now and there are various ways for it to play out on the reunion and for the rest of the season. And I'm just, I'm really appreciative. I really honestly have to take one for the team, take a knee and say, I really didn't think this would happen. And I, I was wrong. I, I was love, wrong. I I love being proved wrong in this. Yeah, so do thing. I. You know, like it's for everyone's good. Right. 
I love the franchises. I will always love the franchises first before any yeah. individual housewife. I say while well, staring adoringly at a sweatshirt that you're wearing with the face of just, I'll spread, Shannon I'll Bador. So it looks like she's... God bless. All the more. <laughs> um, but I really, at the d- end of the day, love the franchises. And, you know, I've called out various franchises when I say, like, they're really sick. Something is wrong. And thinking about that with Beverly Hills, whenever that fucking trailer comes out, it's probably come out while we're talking. Um, <sighs> but, you know, you have Sorry to... for that side. No, for real. It's necessary and warranted. Um, but you know, it's so nice to see a franchise that I really thought was fucked and watch how it has had its own little renaissance and been able to recreate Mm -hmm. and introduce new people in a new dynamic. And you still have some OGs there or an OG there and really appreciate it. And then we saw these fucking pictures and a little 12 second teaser for this motherfucking, um, hummus commercial that's coming out in the Super Bowl. Um, And frankly, and the Oscar goes too, because I am so excited to see Caroline and Teresa continue to dislike each other, but cash that fucking hummus check. And maybe this will possibly introduce a door to Caroline coming back in some way if Bravo pays her hummus money. And (laughs) hopefully that would be a delicious snack. I have to say, like, love Jersey as it is. Danielle, you're gone from this universe never to return. I personally would welcome Caroline Manzo back into the fold. Yeah, I do. I I think Dina actually might be one of my, like, as far as like a person, like of like the people who I would actually want to interact with in real life. I think oh, Dina okay. Manzo is among my Interesting. Top. Okay. She just huh. seems like she's got a good head on her shoulders. All right. She picked her kid over the show, which I feel like was not, uh, it's not a popular choice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But the bringing up Caroline maybe thing and then the whole the on the sp- on display performance was do you remember when they were trying to like pitch a romance between Albie and Alexa Joel yeah when they went to I want to say it wasn't Cafe Carlisle when they went to the Oak Room at the plaza yeah. when like they were pretending that like and he did he d- Albie definitely looked nervous meeting her yeah yeah that was a but strange I don't think little that's arc his, uh, his type well, he's essentially pre-engaged to some, I'm sure. A woman? Yeah. Caroline said it at BravoCon. He's essentially engaged. Essentially engaged. Listen, Alvy Manzo, come on this show and tell me about your loves, your life, what's happening. And I say that because I just need a conduit to Chris Manzo, huh. who is the love of my life, my future first husband, possibly, or and or second or third. Yeah. The love of my life. One of the greatest housewives. You guys housewife- can have a family strip, car, strip uh, club car wash together would love it yeah <laughs> <laughs> would love it and this is in no way related to my love for caroline manzo which is eternal yeah. and the fact that my father-in-law would be magnificent i would not want to get married at the brownstone that could not happen apologies to lauren scalia it would happen though. it would not could not happen would no. not could not would never but i just fucking love i like genuinely have a crush on him like no joke he is my type he's funny he's smart he has empathy in space you, you could play like an erotic version of a ham game <laughs> <laughs> and I'm a Jewish vegetarian, sure. but I would fucking throw that ham. I'd yeah, throw that ham on some other it. stuff. No, I you do don't not. Have to eat it. Listen, I, Jackie and I have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> it's our religious and some other philosophical traits. But I would absolutely throw some ham in Chris Manzo's direction. Slide go. into my DMs, Chris, Chris Manzo. What are you someone doing? Please tell me if he. I have never seen a photo. Not that I've looked, but I've never seen a photo of him with like a significant other. It's always been Albie with like a variety of young, pretty brunettes I that really are like thought always cheerleader. 
I mean, I don't know. I really don't I mean, like, know. Uh, yeah. I, and also, it's mine. Is, I literally think everyone's gay. So it's like. Well, I mean, everyone I kind of is gay. But yeah. um, <laughs> everyone have, is we, super gay. We all exist on a spectrum. And, you know, just to transition once again back to my love for Chris Manzo, Alvi, anybody. It's interesting to me that Chris it does not seem to have ever had a public romantic relationship. Sure. But I would love to hear Greg Bennett, somebody slide into my DMs. Do you? Let me know remember Richard Lawson's recaps of uh, Real Housewives yeah, of New Jersey Gawker? on Gawker yeah. and he had the whole thing about how like he made uh, Chris into kind of this Shakespearean uh, yes. Iago type who is like always <laughs> in the shadows Iago. Um, and I laugh about it a lot <laughs> still thinking about it oh my god does Richard Lawson still watch Housewives I don't think so when I talked, he was kind of was like, I don't think it was even necessarily his thing. When Wasn't he was, a passion. He I mean, was funny because he made such beautiful art out of it. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah, what an artiste. Truly. Um, I, just, I recommend everyone go back and read the Luann fan fiction that he wrote. Amen. Still some of the best stuff I've ever read. Oh, my God. Completely agree. Um, listen, I hate to end this combo, but I want to talk to you about a very interesting satchel that a listener gave me about Great. Dallas. And we're going to do it on um, a Patreon episode of Andy's Girls in just a hot second. So in the meantime, so guys, if you're not on my Patreon, you should be joining that ASAP for an exclusive little combo. We're going to have about a certain Dallas housewife and oh. uh, a certain wedding and some certain gossip and certain <laughs> scoop. Um, but anyway, I do love, see what I did there with the, um, I do from the weddings and the marriages and stuff. I, oh, what a transition. What damn. a delight. This Ooh. is why she's the Iconic. professional folks. Iconic. Tell the folks at home how to follow you online. Um, I am Madeline underscore Ray on Twitter. Um, and that is where to follow me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I like have a Vanderpump Rules newsletter that I haven't <gasps> written all season. So who knows? Well, if, I can't wait for the season to start. Um, We're three episodes in. I know exactly where I'm just like, I don't know if writing a newsletter is worth it. Just like I don't know if the show is worth it, but yeah, I think um, if you just sigh and yeah. then press send, you're good to go. It's called "Read You Next Tuesday," um, <laughs> so you can, uh, you could, if you want to, subscribe to that, uh, and we'll oh see if I ever feel moved to touch it again. Oh my god! Well, with your permission, I would love to take some sort of photo of this Shannon oh, Bador sh- sweatshirt It'd situation. Be my pleasure. And guys, you'll be able to see that on Instagram at Dame Galley, Twitter at Sarah Galley. Um, sign up for that Patreon because um, I just realized that this episode of Andy's Girls will be up before the Patreon episode goes up. But what you're going to do is sign up for the Andy's Girls Patreon happens <laughs> and you'll be able to listen to this exclusive scoop. You know, as, as Jen said, you can't take that money with you. <laughs> yet um guys so that patreon's coming soon and this episode that we just discussed about dallas will be on it this was such a pleasure i'm so glad so much for having me this is my favorite thing to talk about and it was really a lot of fun (laughs) amazing um guys uh i hope you love this and we'll talk to you again soon okay uh, bye-bye